The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot and really a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe at Cuse Militia on the socials. Go there. Join the militia. Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us. We appreciate all of you. This is your Albany post-game show. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. Uh, a little late there, Joe. I know. On the 62-24 win over U of Albany. What should we take away from it? What should we take away from it? We don't know. We'll get into all of that. And your thoughts. But first, what Coach have to say? Sean Tucker's performance, over 100 yards receiving and rushing, five total touchdowns. Uh, I thought it was outstanding. It was good to see him uh, finish some runs and and then also be extremely explosive uh, in the throw game and be able to get those balls to the middle of the field and uh, turn those passes into home runs. It was awesome. Uh, Coach, you said uh, this week that you were going to determine a starting quarterback. Uh, what, what did you learn uh, just watching on the field? But I think we got two good ones. Uh, I think we got some ones, too, that got some skill, and we'll go back and check the tape. and. And uh, we'll make some decisions. The fact that Garrett finished out the game, does that mean anything? Absolutely not. You, you said that this week would be trying to figure out who the starting quarterback would be potentially. And you just said how both played really good. But with Sean Tucker, why did you keep deciding to give him the ball in the first half? What were you seeing on some of those outside zone runs that were, you know, just making him get a lot of space in the open field? You know, it's, it's interesting how he had more space in the first half based off of some things that were going on in the throwing game. There's such a balance. You can take things away. Those guys, defensive coaches, offensive coaches, it's a chess game out there. So there's are things that can be taken away. But when you're hitting some passes and you're getting the ball pushed downfield a little bit, it kind of opens up some of those running lanes inside. How much can you learn from your, about your quarterbacks today? Or how much of it is just like it's time to make a choice and, you know. You can learn a lot. That's why I have to go back and check the tape. There's certain things that they need to be doing on certain plays. Now, if they don't do those things and they turn around and put the ball somewhere else and their success, yeah, that's good for, for the average fan. But when we're looking at the technical things, the things that are going to matter when the competition is not like that, you know, competitional advantage, co- a competitive advantage maybe this week. But uh, there's going to be weeks when it's going to be even. There's going to be weeks when the opponents have a better a better advantage of when it comes to personnel. So we need to be technically right. So those are the things we'll go back and look at. When you leave here today, do you feel like you know who it is or, or is it close enough that you really have to look at the tape? And well, It's fair enough that I need to go back and look at the tape. I, it's, it's not something that you want to do on emotion. You want to take the emotion completely out of it, even though it's a very emotional decision. 
saw Andre Schmidt set the career field goal record here today. Um, just considering everything he's accomplished since he came here as a walk-on, I uh, just wonder if you could share some thoughts on seeing him get the record here today. You know, I, I, the, the things I think when I think about Andre, I think about the very first time, and this was Sterling Hofrichter. He comes up to me and he goes, Coach, the new kicker is really good. I'm like, which kicker? <laughs> he points to Andre. I'm like, I said, you're my kicker. He goes, Coach, he's really good. I said, well, how good is he? And Sterling said, he's better than me. And when he said that, I looked at Sterling, and I said, he's not better than you until I say he's better than you. He says, Coach, he's good. I said, all right, we'll, we'll let him kick next time, not this time. Uh, scored 62. Uh, obviously, it's not, you know, Florida State or somebody out there, but does it say anything about your team? Do you, do you feel good about that? You know, it, it, it's, again, it wasn't, it wasn't about the points because normally in these games, I would, I would play this game a different way and be, you know, just a different way. I'll leave, I'll leave that as the statement. But we needed to take a good look at two cats, and we needed to do it without our own personnel. And, you know, we were rolling the dice and a lot of stuff, too. Those guys could have got hurt, you know, and we had, you know, we had some guys banged up. But it's important to get that done because now we can't do it anymore. We have to know what we've got, and now we've got to rally the troops and get ready to finish out our season. Say that again. We're going to have to see. You know, one guy is going to start, and let's see if he finishes. Two guys that didn't play today: uh, Taj and Garrett Williams. Uh, status on them moving forward? I would think that uh, they should be good. Taj, Taj, we have to see. I think Garrett will be a green light go. Four holding penalties, four false starts, and then four face masks. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. All right, go ahead. What's the question? Um, I guess you, you said it was freshmen. It was um, youth and... They weren't all freshmen. Of course. Like 67, 60. Go ahead. How do you go about handling that? What do you tell your guys to sort of get rid of that? We talked about it at halftime. We talked about it at the end of the game. And we'll talk about it tomorrow. You know, that's too many. We'll discuss that with the family. All right, the Coach Montage is brought to us by the Spotify Green Room app. Go to your iOS or Android stores and download the app. It's free. All you need is a username, an email address, and a password. You sign up there. You can follow us at QS Militia, and you sign up for notifications. You'll find out when we go live for fan feedback for football and basketball. And you don't have to just follow us. You can do your own thing, too. You can start your own thing up. You can go a number of to- topics from sports to politics, pop culture, music, movies, whatever you want to do on that uh you can start your own thing have people follow you and create your own room so go to the ios or android store now download the app it's free spotify green room all right joe so let's hit this montage up obviously a couple things i just go in order but there's a couple things out of order um that we'll try to hit at once mainly the quarterback stuff okay right so Mm -hmm. all right first tucker Obviously stealing all the headlines, okay? The dude's an animal. We know he's an animal. 253 all-purpose yards for him, 121 receiving, 132 on the ground, 40.3 average through the air on a long uh, screen pass with just the yards after catch were uh, all him uh, on that pass from Garrett Schrader. And then a ten over 10 yards a carry on the ground. 
I will say the offensive line seemed to do a fantastic job. I don't know if he was ever really touched on any of some on some of those sprints, man. The holes were huge for him, and uh, you know you could have driven a freaking bus through him. Uh, obviously, um, a phenomenal day for him, and you know we were looking at the possibly tying the record for rushing touchdowns in a game, which Jim Brown holds, but. Uh, he was, you know, he was benched after I think one series in the second half. Um, first of all, we don't got want to get him hurt. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate, how a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word, Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right? So that's the main thing. Right. Obviously, yeah. he showed us what he could do. And then what do you got to prove after that? Um, right. Syracuse football tweeted Sean Tucker's five TDs tied for second most in a single game by Q's player with Floyd Little, 926-64 versus Canvas. Walter Reyes, 10-6-03 versus Notre Dame in Emba Edital. Eleven twenty six sixteen at Pitt. So, some elite company there, obviously, um, with Floyd Little and uh, the rest. But uh, a really good day for him. A really good day, and you can't take anything away from him, even though it's Albany. What do you say, Joe? Uh, yeah, he pretty much kind of is in a league of his own out there. Uh, if you look at the box score, I mean, Jarvion Howard, he averaged he had seventy six or something. Six, yeah, six carries for 76 yards. So he averaged 12.7, and we rushed for 286. So um, I think there would have been a bunch of running backs that maybe not doing the same thing, but um, we were going to be able to run against them. And uh, the only reason that Sean Tucker was in there as long as he was was, as you heard him, uh, Coach Babers, um, talking about the, the, the quarterbacks, to give both quarterbacks a good, fair look. They both got to be out there with the first teams and the starters. And, you know, uh, as much as I didn't want guys to get hurt and everything, um, it's really not a fair shake if Tommy gets, you know, the first <laughs> string or, you know, and then uh, Garrett comes in and Sean Tucker gets benched and maybe, you know, so got to got to give him the fair look. So that's probably why um, 
you know, I don't really want to get ahead of ourselves here, but uh, that's what, you know, you heard coach say about that. that he probably would have played this game in a, a different way um, if it was a different situation. And I think he was basically saying that is that he knew that, you know, he didn't mean to run up the score like this and he probably would have played it in a more respectful manner and probably would have got the starters out a little bit earlier uh, if it was, you know, one quarterback and they knew their identity a little bit better than what they do today. Okay, switching switching gears but staying on the same topic, okay? To play devil's advocate here, we're going to talk about the quarterbacks here for a little bit. Obviously, it's the, I mean, that's that's the main focus of yeah. of fans, of media, of this team, of you know, so unfortunately we got to do it again. Just to play devil's advocate to what you said, first of all, he didn't, I'm not making excuses, I'm just saying, he didn't play as much with Garrett as he did with Tommy, okay? But, but also, um, if we really want to see what the quarterbacks can do, there's two, at least two other running backs that could use the burn in a game like this, just like the quarterbacks could use the burn of you know half a game each, okay? You could have yep. put you could have put in you know Jarvion Howard more, uh, um, Abdul Adams, you know could have been played a lot more instead of Sean Tucker because what ended up happening is it became the Sean Tucker show, and it didn't become about Tommy in in uh, Garrett. In my opinion, it became about Sean Tucker, and I'm not saying. I'm not knocking that. I mean, it's fine, but he says he was going to play it differently, which means, you know, he wouldn't have run up the score like that. But who was running up the score was Sean Tucker. He was the one running up the score. So, I mean, just for, on the flip side of that, you you would think that maybe pulling Tucker a whole lot earlier, uh, you could have gotten um, got an Abdul Adams a little bit more burn. And obviously, I think you could have – you could have um, – use the quarterbacks more in in in, yeah. the, in the passing game that's that's no that's where i stand with well it, i mean i also think it has a little bit to do with the fact that i mean they moved around some uh, offense alignment and uh you know based off the offensive game that we had against rutgers i think that we really had to come out and give our first team you know a good look for a long time to get them kind of I mean, they need to practice, like he said, other than playing against our the people from our team, you know, they need the practice against, you know, other teams as well. So I think that we took that time to, you know, really get that. But I do understand the running back portion of it. I, I, I can't say or speak for all the other, um, you know, I think the offensive line, the starters should have been out there and obviously receivers and all that kind of stuff because Taj didn't play. So everybody other than Taj needs practice as well. So. Uh, he could have played it a little bit differently as far as the, the running backs were concerned, for sure. All right, so moving on to the quarterbacks themselves. Garrett Schrader, 11 for 15 for 190, averaged 12.7. Both quarterbacks had one TD, one interception. Uh, Tommy DeVito, 6 for 9, 147, 16.3 on the average. Um, Garrett Schrader completing 73.3, Tommy percent, uh, completing 66.6. To me, it was very even. They both had a touchdown. They both had an interception. I think it's clear, Joe, what each of them are good at. And, you know, we've we've already talked about it. Uh, obviously, Garrett Trader, a little bit more versatile with his, with his feet. Um, there was one play specifically where you saw that, and he ran for two touchdowns. So, 
Uh, <laughs> Running backs weren't too happy about them, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had to do well, what he had to do. Yeah, obviously, He's but fighting for a certain job, he is, he is, and I thought that I thought that it was it was pretty good as far as the competition went. I still thought it was was pretty equal. I actually put out a poll at the end of the game, and I said um, on Twitter, I said the starting QB is clear. A Tommy should start. B Schrader should start. Or just kidding, it's not clear. And uh, out of 120 votes. Just kidding, meaning that it's not clear. At 29%. Uh, Schrader should start, Was it, came in at 28%. And Tommy should start, came in at 43%. So I think that the not even through watching them play, but how the game was represented to me watching it with Tommy starting the game and taking, taking most of the first half, getting taken out of the game for a series because of it, uh, he was rattled and then coming back in instead, instead of letting Garrett Trader just finish it off and keeping Tommy safe. It's clear to me that yes, Tommy is going to be our starter at Liberty. We're going to be back to a one quarterback team and we'll have, like coach said, we'll see who starts the game. We'll see if they can finish it. And it's going to come down to that. That it's going to be Tommy's team as long as he can hang on to the ball, as long as he doesn't make bad choices, as long as he's um, you know, not putting the team in a bad spot. The short leash is there, but Tommy's going to be the guy. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm right there with you. I think that the, uh, the pass to Damian Alford for a 73-yard touchdown I think really was the X factor to me. Uh, I mean, like I said, yeah. Gary Schrader didn't look bad. And if you put their stats together, I mean, 17 to 24 for 337 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Obviously, you have one interception goes through receivers' hands, which, I mean, we could talk about that. Yeah, well, let's talk about it. We well, well, yeah, it, may, well, it may come up in fan feedback, but we have to hit that. Yeah, we, 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 we will. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, when you look at that, that's not a bad line. And then when you look at the rushing, it would be 14, what, 14 rushes for 70 yards and two touchdowns. So, I mean, you take their combined stats, and I'll take that quarterback. No kidding. Every, every week, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, it's really, really tough, but I just think the one thing that stood out, I mean, either of them could have just turned around and handed the ball off to Sean Tucker or Jarvion Howard. Exactly. Either of them could have thrown right. little screen passes to Sean Tucker as he goes for three catches for 121 yards, 40-yard <laughs> average as far as receiving goes, right? Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, you know, both quarterbacks can do that. Um, I think Garrett Schrader looked a little bit better on his feet, even though Tommy did average more per rush. Uh, um, really, the only really one play that stood out was that bomb to, to Alfred. Um, even pretty much short to mid-range throwing and running the ball, um, I'd say that I might give it to Garrett, but when you give when you have to bring the long ball into effect, I think that that's where Tommy gets him. I don't think Garrett really has shown that he could throw a good long ball. He um, was under under threw a couple under pressure in an awkward situation for both of them. Um, not you know, saying he can't, I just haven't seen it yet. Well, so. I haven't seen it yet either, which is what I'm saying. Just remember the two that were thrown short; they were almost back to back, and you could argue, you know, pass interference or not on those, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, that's that's up for grabs. I mean, in that type, when you're winning like that too, I think that has something to do with it. Yeah, but yeah, but I think that uh, was the play. That that was the play. I think I totally agree with you. But I don't know what the stat is. 
but Tommy's thrown a bunch of those. That was the one that actually was caught and, and scampered in for a touchdown. And it was a beautiful right. drop. I mean, it was. Yeah, so, well, I mean, he's, he either drops him in or he might go a little over, but he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions throwing the deep ball. So, again, I mean, that's the one plus. And, I mean, as much as Babers wanted to play coy in that, yeah, you, could exactly. hear, yeah. you could hear he said, you know, you saw that Sean had yes. a couple things open when the passing game was moving in the first half. Right. Well, uh, who exactly are you alluding to? Because I think that Tommy's passing in the first half was a little bit better than Schrader's. Um, so, again... Again, uh, Schrader's never been put in a position to where he could get in the game, start his game from the drop of the green flag, so to speak. Right. <laughs> but, you know, he, he hasn't been... He's always coming in off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even when he says it, he says, like you said, he's still... Dodging the question, I still don't think that he believes that it, that he's not going to play two quarterbacks. I think it's going to be situational. And even like you said, I mean, this game, we were never really in a pressure situation. Uh, we're not going to be in games like this where you can just hand the ball off and throw a little. I mean, Sean Tucker's not going to do this against, if anything, this type of game is going to give every type of reason for the next team that we're playing to make sure Sean Tucker doesn't do absolutely anything and make Abs- everybody yeah. else beat you. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Right. So, I mean, I think it's clear based upon what he said in, in just history in, in the game. Um, I think he's going to start with Tommy. But again, like with to you, to your point, I, it is not safe because if Tommy does not use his feet and the passing game isn't working for him, then then you got to get Garrett in there because he's going to run and he's still going to keep the defense honest. Yeah, I think he will. And like you said, we just got to see a little bit more on the accuracy uh, throwing deep, and obviously you got to have the deep ball. You have to have it. I mean, uh, you'd like to have it there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, um, real quick, scoring sixty-two points. I think, obviously, I uh, you know, I think, I think my, I think my, um, my, what do you call it? Prediction was thirty-eight to ten. We'll do those on Tuesday, but uh, way exceeded my expectations on the offense. Now, is that due to? Well, we know what it's due to. Okay? Sean Tucker and... (laughs) That's really why it is. I mean, you're you're right. But, I mean, Albany not exactly... I mean, it didn't look great on defense. And because we just lost to Rutgers and everyone really knew that we should have won. I mean, as far as not everybody, but, like, those players and those coaches, those coaches pretty much probably knew that they messed up and uh, they could have done things a little bit better. And the players... same thing on some some ends but i mean i think that you know you lose a game like that when we when we went over and we talked about it and you go back and you look at it as a team you know you let that one go that's one that you let get away um and that happens but yeah and you know unfortunately you know for albany they're up next and we're still in a quarterback controversy so we're going to play our first our starters all the way through the third quarter and they obviously weren't going to stand a chance so yep so coach is going to go back and check the tape and then we'll see Tommy start at Liberty, and we'll just go from there. Uh, look, I, I I do have one gripe before we move on, uh, and that is that every week so far, I just tend to be more and more confused. And not that I'm, like, bewildered by anything, but I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I don't know. I just, I guess I'm just second-guessing a lot of things, and it's just... The identity isn't there. I don't feel like this team is ready for ACC play. I mean, we'll see against Liberty. Like, I keep that's what I keep doing. Well, we'll see against X. 
Or we'll, well see. They're not, they're not ready for every team in the ACC. And like I said, there's a lot of teams on our side that look good. Um, you know, thankfully, I think, I mean, I don't, it's, you know, it's, it's crazy in the day where you say, well, thankfully our first game is at Florida State, right? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. As far as ACC. Yeah. Right? But, they're not exactly but, uh, lighting it up. Liberty's going to be a tougher game than that. And we, hopefully we can build off, I mean, this momentum and, and I mean, obviously the players, you know, you think you're going to win and you go and you win like this. And hopefully that, that confidence and that momentum can bring you into the next game. But again, like I said, I mean, if you don't think that Liberty's going to say, okay, we're, we got to stop Sean Tucker. Like, Oh, that's yeah. Obviously. So Tommy's going to have to keep the ball and make some plays or whoever's a quarterback is going to have to against this team. Cause Liberty is uh, better than all the teams we've played so far. I believe. Absolutely. Andre Schmidt tying the school record for 60 with 60 field goals. That's pretty awesome for someone who came on as a walk on and is um, becoming yeah. uh, won the Lou Groza award. And now, uh, just a, 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 a almost an automatic. I mean, he's had his moments, but you feel you feel really comfortable with with uh, Andre Schmidt in there kicking field goals yeah. and extra points and whatnot. So congratulations to him. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, also, real quick before we put the icing on the cake here, uh, Taj Taj Harrison and uh, Garrett Williams. He's saying Kingsley they. It was King, oh, Kingsley Jonathan, too. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't there either. So uh, right. we didn't hear anything about him in the presser, though. They didn't ask about him. They asked about Taj and Garrett. So right. uh, looking like they rested Taj just to be safe. They figured they probably didn't need him. And I believe probably the same thing. It could be the same thing with all three of them. See, I don't know. I'm You're not sure about that, huh? The, no, because um, when they did ask him, he said that the one he was worried about was Taj. And I don't know if he was hurt in the last game or if this was some type of, you know, injury that happened um, during the week. But the way, I mean, he was dressed out Yeah, it there, was. It happened. Uh, got, happened he wasn't dressed. He, he wasn't dressed. Garrett and Kingsley Jonathan were dressed. So right. I hope it wasn't a situation where it's like a hammy or a calf where he pulled something in practice. And now we got to wait and see. But I know he did tweet that he'll be back for Liberty. So and I know Garrett Williams and, and Kingsley Jonathan were both suited up probably because they're captains and. You know, and, and there probably could play if need be, but uh, yeah. And Chris Elmore, too. So, I mean, you look at it. Yeah, we knew we about had, Chris Elmore, though. That could be a couple more weeks still. From yeah, what those we heard. are four of our, like, better players, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a D1AA school, but I mean, that did allow other people to come in and, and get some playing time and help as well. So, in the whole game, allowed people to come in and play, you know. So, uh, yeah. Adrian Neil, Cole looked good. Neil, yep. Neil Nunn was out there, uh, got a penalty, but he was out there getting some, mm-hmm. getting warmed up. So, all right. that's right. Um, all right, 16 penalties for a school record 164 yards. That's not mm. exactly the record you want. Obviously, that goes without saying. And also, uh, if you do that against any of the next opponents for the rest of the season, you can kiss that victory goodbye because yep. you're not going to overcome that. There's no way. The lack of discipline was very disappointing, especially against a school like this. I know they were they were, you know, flip flopping quarterbacks and whatnot. And and I mean, but there's no excuse at this point for that, in my opinion. Three of the penalties, one of them wiped out a, 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 a really good punt return that looked like it was down at the one, but we never really got to see because it was called back, uh, which was a fifty about 50 yards or so. Um, there was a 40-yard tucker run, and then there was a, a 68-yard touchdown pass to Anthony Queeley that was wiped out too. 
So, uh, I mean, this this score could have been in the 70s, for crying out loud, or close to it. Anyway, um, I don't, I can't remember if they scored on those drives. They probably did. So maybe it wouldn't have been. But yeah. anyway, in any yeah, event, I mean, Joe, this is this is this is terrible. Okay, I, I'd say that most of this is on the coaches. Like, I don't know what is going on. This is. Do you clean this up in a week or two? I mean, is that possible? I mean, it, this has been a problem, in, not just against early in, early in the season, but just in general. It's been a problem the past couple of years. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like you said, I mean, we talked about the penalties last week when we played against Rutgers. When Rutgers had four for forty, and we had eight for fifty-five. Like we talked about the turnover, they got to clean the turnovers up. They got to, you know what I mean? We, we talked about that. And then they, what did they do? They came out and they they doubled down and they had, what did you say, 16 for 164 yeah, they, they, or whatever? Like, yeah, they had I mean, eight in each eight in each half. They, yeah, they didn't even clean it up in the second ridiculous, half. Ridiculous amount of face masks. Yeah, I you know. know. A different amount of, the ridiculous amount of holds. I mean, I just don't. Like why? That's got to be. The, I mean, that's got to be the one thing. I just I thought after last week and, and losing to Rutgers like that and having some penalties actually, you know, hurt you to the point where you can't, you know, um, you'd think that that would be something to clean up, and it just got worse. So, again, I hope that. Uh, I mean, that would be enough for me as a head coach, especially against Albany, to be like, okay, I'm glad you won, but you guys are still going to be. This is gonna, still going to be a first. There's going to be some rough practices. You know what I mean? Like there's oh, going to yeah. be some some things going on because you can't do that. Like you to, to what you alluded to. I mean, not only do you talk about the 160 whatever penalty yards, but you talk about the penalty. You talk about the yards taken away. Um, you're talking over 300 yards. <laughs> so um, yeah, if you add them up. Yeah. So you can't you can't do that. You can't do that against Liberty. You can't do that against any team in the N- ACC. Nobody from not here even- on out. You're nobody from here on out. Period. I don't even know if they nope. had to beat Ohio if they did that. I mean, yeah. obviously, in hindsight, you don't, you know, we're playing, you know, uh, who knows, you don't know but still. Of, I mean, a lot of things, because the thing, too, is a lot of things with penalties is, is are they timely? Right? right, exactly. You get a holding call in the first down, on first down, but you still get a first down, then that penalty didn't kill you, right? So realistically, when you're playing against a D1AA school, they're not going to kill you, but it doesn't mean you continue to do it. Right. Um so again, that's definitely got to be a point of emphasis, um, and obviously, you know, there's still things we got to worry about. Just because we go out and we win 62-24 and we run like that doesn't mean that everything's fixed. It's time to hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, fan feedback is brought to us by none other than Spotify Greenroom. As I mentioned before, go to your iOS or Android store, download the app. It's free. Get there. Follow us. Sign up for the notifications. And when we go live, you can hear us. You get the notification. You come on. You can either hang out in the green room and you can talk. You can shoot the breeze with everybody else in there. You can shoot the breeze with us. I'll be monitoring it. And uh, you can request to speak. Request to speak. Unmute yourself. Make yourself known and speak. And you don't have to just listen to us. You can follow other people. You can get in their green rooms. Um, Everything. Anything you can imagine. Any topic you can imagine. It's there. And you don't have to just follow people and do their thing. You can do your own thing as well. And and have people in your green room. And interact with you. You can do a a little Syracuse post-game rant. 
and have people on there. So you do whatever the hell you want. Go to the iOS or Android stores, download the app now. It's free. Come on, already. All right, let's take a look. See what I got. As you can imagine, not a ton. Um, two things to take away from this game from at dbone75. Two things to take away from this game on Twitter. One, the O-line didn't play great. Two, this team is very undisciplined. We need to be very worried about this team the rest of the season. I thought the O-line played okay. They played phenomenal in the in the run game, I think. Um, and it wasn't, I don't think it was terrible, but he says they didn't play great. But I've seen other comments from him on Twitter throughout the throughout the game. What do you think, Joe? Am I am I giving him too much credit? Well, I think that there was just some some breakdowns and the fact that I think that to be perfectly honest with you, there were some players on this Albany team. Uh, I thought the second quarterback that came in was a little bit better. Um, they do have a, a couple of receivers that Alexander was all right. Didn't know he was a freshman, but um, that that uh, I don't know if he you know, stuck out to you or whatever, but Jared verse the number 96, the defensive end that they had. Um, yeah. We talked about out. him. We talked about him last Tuesday. Yeah. And he's, he stuck out. I mean, he made some plays and on top of that as well. Um, he, uh, he almost ran down Sean Tucker. I mean, one of his longer runs, you know, he outran a D back and who's the closest one to catching him. He was the one that, uh, almost caught uh, Sean Tucker for a tackle for loss when Sean Tucker had the offensive uh, face mask mm-hmm. that was on him. So, uh, and he's a freshman for Albany. So, uh, talented guy. He's got speed, um, and I think that he actually posed some threats uh, or some problems on the line, especially when he was on Veterello's side, since he's you know switched for this game with service. So, uh, I think that there was a couple times where they showed some issues with him but again i mean acc guys they're they're gonna be just like him or better so um yeah i'm I'm worried about the passing game um as far as the offensive line again but the rushing game i think for sure is um is better this year and also i mean even chris blight i mean he got called on i think three penalties in this game too so i mean everybody's kind of in on the action when it comes to the penalties the last two weeks so I'm right there with them. They played okay. They played okay. All right. Uh, if not now, when 84, Tommy, Tommy is definitely QB1 after this game. As everyone pay, uh, as everyone said, penalties were ridiculous. Only a couple were questionable. Defense was awesome per usual. I would like to see more from the receivers. Sean Tucker definitely deserves the 44 if he can repeat that against Liberty. Go Cuse. Well, yeah, I mean, is there anything t- to be said about the competition? We know, though, Sean Tucker is good. We already know that. And um, I don't think it needs to be proven, but when you start talking about the 44, I mean, what's the threshold, right? So, right. Uh, we, I mean, I don't know. I haven't thought about it. You know, I haven't, um, it hasn't really been, it hasn't really crossed my mind, you know, obviously until yesterday when everybody is bringing it up. But, you know, yeah, Tommy's definitely the starting quarterback. I, I don't think it's a question. I, I, I think we've all, through watching these games, and, and if you're listening to the coach montage or the press conference yourself, you kind of already had that feeling, right? And, I mean, just the fact that, that Garrett didn't start this game just solidified it for me. I was like, yeah, I mean, 
okay, what are we going to do? How are they going to work this one this week? And I guess the plan, right. the plan was first half for Tommy, second half for Garrett. So, um, anyway. Uh, I mean, he came in way before that, though, didn't he? He did, he but Tommy, like got, Tommy got... Quarter. Yeah, but Tommy got rattled, too, one time. So he yeah, came but in. Tommy came back in. Yeah, I know. I mean, and, and, and that, uh, you know, he's got a good point, too, because... Uh, we're not talking about like the re- there should have been a receiver competition when it came to this game as well. I mean, I think that we kind of missed the. It was easy to just hand the ball to Sean Tucker and it's Miss hard the to just say, oh, don't run the ball. Right. But like at the end of the day, uh, this is a perfect opportunity with Taj out for younger guys and other receivers to come in and try to, you know, prove themselves. Yeah, um, I, I thought that, you know, I mean, Damian Alford, he had one Courtney catch for Jackson. 73 yards and a touchdown. Right. Huh? Courtney Jackson, guys like Courtney that. Jackson, right? Queely, Queely I mean, yeah. he, you know he's in there, but like Sherrod Johnson, he's Qu- been starting. In, in Queely's defense, his touchdown got called back. So, yeah, yeah, he got called back on a Luke Benson hold, which hopefully he's hopefully he's not, okay too. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, Sherrod Johnson needed to prove that he's starter worthy. You know, we got a Rondé Gatson. I mean, another one too, Devon Cooper, who we talked about. He was out there, number twenty-five. He had a three catches for 26 yards and after Trevor Pena I mean Trevor Pena he's a good returner but he doesn't look to me like a great slot receiver um and he's really short uh you want to talk about I it mean, now yeah might as well that interception <laughs> um it, ca- it came at it came at Pena the only thing I noticed and Joe you brought up some great points about it when we talked about it yesterday after the game but the one thing I noticed was it came at him at like 200 miles an hour <laughs> he's freaking yeah. right there you know, right. way too fast. That was it hit right. his hands. Yeah, it hit his hands, but it got launched out of a cannon. Um, so, you know, I put blame on both of them, Joe. But Joe convinced me otherwise because he had some great points. Go, go ahead. So this is the problem, right? And it's more of a psychology thing when it comes to coaches because, you know, there's going to be the receiver coaches and the receivers out there that are like, oh, well, it hit your hands. You're supposed to catch it. Right, which but is I mean, what we're told in Pop Warner and – everything right which every receiver knows that there's some ridiculous passes that you go and try to get your hands on and just getting your hands on it is pretty much a a win let alone trying to catch it right because it was just a bad pass um and if you flip it on the flip side if you look at a quarterback coach quarterback coach is always going to tell a quarterback you got to know your receivers right you got to know how tall they are where they like the ball Mm -hmm. you got to give it to them in stride you know everything like that i mean everything about you know, being a, a, an efficient quarterback is, especially if you want to get some yards after the catch, is getting the guys the ball so that they don't have and to it, like jump up, right? You know, it, make expose themselves in and, stride, right? Because they're going to catch it, they're going to hit the ground, they're going to get tackled, right? Um, or they're going to get blasted in the ribs, or you know, so right. you want to keep it to where they can catch it in stride, continue to run, maybe make a move when they catch it, um, those kind of things, and and that's knowing your receivers, knowing how they run routes, and everything like that. So, um. You know, you can go both ways at it. You know, everyone, I mean, I would I would probably go, you know, 50-50, 60-40. Um, just because, you know, looking at Trevor Pena, he just hasn't proven to me that he's an actual receiver. Uh, it looks like an undersized running back who returns, but uh, we try to use his skill set in the slot uh, receiver um, role, and that, that ball was just way too high for him, uh, made him have to stop and jump, and also, uh, like you said, he threw it way too hard as well. So, um, that's, you know, a little bit of Tommy not knowing, um, his receiver and throwing it too fast. And obviously, you know, Traber, I mean, to, to me just isn't a slot receiver or receiver. So, 
yeah, tough. You know? And they're probably not they're probably not practicing together too much either. You know, on on the flip side of that, Tommy's not throwing the ball to him often in yep. in right. practice. At mm-hmm. R Files ninety, there's only so many answers you can get from a game like this. Again, with the QBs, this is why I thought Babers should have used this game to get Schrader used to running the offense in game situations, and then really test him against Liberty to see if he or Tommy is QB one. So I didn't know what really to take away from it either. And it's because of the competition. And I'm so glad that these games are over. I told Joe yesterday, I'm like, you know, I I don't like, I don't like these, these, these gimme games. Yeah. They're, they're fun at first. You know, you're watching your team go out there and strut their stuff. They're walking around with their chests puffed out. They're in the dome, by the way, not a lot of people in the dome, but it did not matter. Everybody who showed up there was so loud again. It's so good. Yep. It's so good. So thank you to all of you who, who showed up and, um, and made noise. It was definitely did not go unnoticed um, watching it through the TV besides, the, um, besides all of the silver I saw. But, I mean, what can you take away? <laughs> what can you take away, Joe? really from a game like this. Like I told you, I would like to reel these back to one and play another Liberty type team, you know, um, maybe, you know, I don't know, do more, so, more, more big 10 or whatever, you know, whatever they got that right. Alliance now. Right. So there's an Alliance. I guess we could set up those games. What do you think? I mean, in hindsight, you want to set this, you want to set these games up a little bit like in, like I wish this this season and the schedule was in a different order. Like I wish we would have started the season um, with this with game. Albany. Yes. Yeah. Like Albany, yeah. Ohio, Rutgers, Liberty. Yes. Right. Yeah, I think that so. would have been cool for me. I think that's a good you know transition, a steps up, steps up. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I think that part of that kind of hurt a little bit. I think maybe decisions by the coaches. But the one thing I can take away from this game is that um, it's noticeable that. There is the the leadership. Uh, I mean, you can call the super seniors. I know Garrett Williams is a good leader. Uh, Mikel Jones. Um, just the fact that, again, I know it's Albany, but you saw the excitement out there. You saw them out mm-hmm. there. Um, they needed a little confidence booster anyway. They needed, Yes, they needed a little confidence booster, but the, 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 the captains and the leadership on that team didn't allow them to you know, take this game for granted or to, you know, get disinterested. Everyone that was in there was still trying, even down to the last play, Jarvion Howard wanted to get that touchdown. Like, yeah. Um, and, and everybody on defense was always, it was just hyped all, just all game. So um, the one thing that you can take away is I feel like, and again, I know that it's just losing the Rutgers and like going to Albany and everything, but I just don't see a situation which, um, the leadership allows, you know, this team to pretty much give the season up, which hopefully is in turn helping the coaches because you obviously don't want, you know, to uh, the coaches to lose the team. And as far as the team having faith with the coaches that they can actually, you know, help them win. So um, it's kind of a, I scratch your back, you scratch mine type situation. And I just hope that, um, that those those seniors and those captains and the leadership that we have on this team can allow us to get through, you know, some some bad times because I think there are going to be some hard times. You know, yeah. Uh, I think well, gonna, we're going to have some tough games. Yeah, it, absolutely. As we always will, being who we are and who we play. But you know, this team, 
this this team fought through a one in ten season, pretty decent. I mean, there wasn't a ton of you know things to be excited about last year. So <laughs> no, I get it. But but with I that said, it. we're already at two wins, so we're already we're already ahead of last year. We can put that behind us now, right? And and we can move on. Um, but yeah, absolutely, gotta be gotta be. Someone's got to command the field on both sides of the ball. And as the team progress or as the season progresses, we're, we're going to see those leaders step up at Q. Yeah, well, and hope. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and hopefully from this, you can also take away the fact that when you do look at our defense and what we've done this year, um, so far, it's been pretty impressive. Albeit, oh, yeah. you can't look, you can't come. I mean, we don't, again, Ohio lost to Duquesne. Um, Rutgers don't know how good they're going to be, but uh, I mean, when you look at it overall, I, I feel like there's a little. I have a little. I have pretty good confidence that this defense is going to be able to keep us in games as yeah. long as we can score. As long as Whatever we can keep is. them off the field and move and the ball, the board. It, it, move the ball, put points on the board, whatever it takes. Obviously, you see, coach. He, mm. I don't care if Andre Smith has 90 field goals at the end of the season. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to move the ball, and that's what we did. What's what we failed to do last year, man? They they did the they did the the fast paced stuff, and it just got old. the The defense was like, oh my gosh, we got. I mean, I didn't even take my helmet off yet. I got to go back out there, you know. I mean, it was just too much. <laughs> but they're doing they're doing a little bit of a hybrid type, I yep. would call it, you know, between the fast paced stuff and and. Um, taking the time reading the defense and things like that. So it's a momentum thing and they, they play on that and they've done, I think they've done a really good job of it so far this year. So, um, yep. and that's on the coaches. Coaches are sending the signals out. So at Q's water boy, besides Tucker being worthy of the 44, I feel like we learned very little about this team today. Got to cut down on the penalties as better competition will take advantage. Liberty is a huge game now and a W can get some fans back and maybe see a true QB one emerge and take the reins. So yeah, well, right. We'll know after, we'll know after Liberty, right? <laughs> yeah, right. We'll, we'll know. <laughs> sure we <laughs> sure will. will. Yeah, right? Uh, we'll know after Liberty. Uh, Tucker getting worthy of the 44. Look, I think Tucker can work towards the 44. I think, I don't think I gauge it off of a Albany game. And that's just, I'm not trying to be, I'm not trying to be a uh, jerk or put tucker down obviously we know he's beast obviously not the average running back can even do that against a college football team right right it takes a good running back to even do that against you albany no doubt um liberty is a yeah, huge... I just go ahead go ahead i was gonna say this 44 thing i don't know like i just feel like we should we should leave it alone right we got we got three guys that got statues outside some of them are <laughs> Hall of Famers in college and in the pros. In both, yeah. In both. Like, why don't we just, like, leave? Because at the end of the day, we've used it as some type of recruiting tool without successfully bringing any huge running yeah, back. Yeah, who was the, who was the last in. one? Who was the last one? It was a flop, kind of, mostly. Who what? was it? Who wore was, was it Rob or? Conrad? Was he? he wasn't the last one, was he? God, I have no idea. Okay, well, I put us both on the spot. Should have kept my mouth shut. Anyway, yeah, you damn sure should. <laughs> but either way, I mean, what are you, what are you gonna do, right? Like, 
I just that puts weight. I feel like it puts pressure on you. And then again, we've tried to use it as a recruiting tool, but like we haven't gotten anybody from it. So it, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. So what are we doing? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, it's never too late to break it out. If 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 you know, I, I don't know who votes on there, who determines it, but whoever does. If they determine it, they determine it. But, you know, he has a couple of those games in the ACC. I mean, break it out. I mean, I don't have a problem with that, but we'll just see. Um, cut down the penalties. Yes. Yeah, Rob Conrad, last one, 95 okay. to 98. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Um, Liberty um, is a huge game now, as Anthony says. And uh, we got to get... It's been a huge game. It's been a huge game. We always knew Rutgers and Liberty were going to be huge. But to get out of these first four games, and I'll repeat myself again, and uh, as we've already talked about this, to get out of these first four games, three and one is exceptional, in my opinion, regardless of the win or loss to Rutgers in a game I thought we should have, would have, could have win. But should have, would have, could have doesn't count. So you're halfway to a bowl game at that point. You've got to obviously pull off maybe one or two upsets, but there's some, there's some, you know, there's some Easter eggs out there that we might just get. And, uh, you know, we're just going to have to see. The biggest thing is to get an identity, have a starting quarterback, have the team rally around that quarterback, stay healthy, and eliminate the penalties. Seriously, stop with the damn penalties. You're not going to get to a bowl game with that. Joe. Yeah, no, absolutely not. Uh, again, it's become a more important game. I don't want to say must win, but when we went, when you look, I think schedule, it's a even, must win. It might be at this point. I, I, yeah. Again, I think we looked at it as it needed to be three and one because we only saw, at most, three wins in the ACC. I just don't. Right. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure now, but I know that there are some good teams out there for sure, and I just. It's too early in the season to know how good these other ACC teams are. So obviously, going into ACC play three and one. I know with our with our show with uh, Tyler and Mike, we talked about that and how you know we thought we needed to be three and one to to get to a bowl game. And um, starting out two and two would kind of put us a little bit back a little bit. So, I mean, don't they want to prove me wrong? I picked them at five and seven. Prove me yeah, wrong. Liberty's Damn good, it. bro. I know. Liberty's good. I'm, you know. Yeah. We'll get into that on Tuesday. But. Yeah, obviously. All right. Next. At KD Racing 15, discipline is very poor. Goes back to another example of poor coaching. Was not impressed with Schrader's performance against a not good D1AA school. Only good drive was in garbage time of the fourth. His mechanics are a little off, and you can tell he still needs to learn the playbook. Um, yeah, he. So, I agree to some extent, but I think all in all, at the end of the day, he played pretty good. He had a freaking. Um, he had a ball hike to him, and he's got his damn head turned, talking to yeah. a receiver. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. what could have been? What could have come of that drive? I mean, that that stuff is a. He lost twenty something yards on that. So, um, there was a couple of those things, a couple of miscues. Obviously, he's still learning the playbook a little bit. And the, and the mechanics is, you know, look, the kid's been throwing the ball and doing this f- since he was in Pop Warner. I don't know. You're not going to really change the mechanics of someone at this point. Maybe I'm wrong. But mm. I, I just don't. No, I mean, sometimes you get these these comments and you'd like them to just allude a little bit more. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like what? Yeah, exactly. I'd like to think. Well, I mean, I'd like to think that I know football pretty well. 
but I can't I couldn't watch that game and say that it looks like Schrader needs to learn more of the playbook. I don't know what the playbook is. I can't I mean that's hard to to come out and and kind of say um well, that's and realistic. True. That's true. I'm and, and and you're right. And you're right. To to realistically say it, but I I imagine that's his downfall right now in my opinion. And that's just what I've thought. That's just been my inkling the whole time is that he doesn't have the playbook down totally yet. And I guess there really, you guess you're right. That really, there is nothing that I saw that would tell me that, like just watching that game. But, I just think it's a little bit more than that. I mean, I think that Devito's been here forever, and right. he just got here. So I mean, he's still trying to figure out how people play. How I mean, he just came in in the spring, um, and again, we have talked about how it's kind of a, a difficult playbook. So there's a lot of things he's trying to catch up on. And again, I think to what to your point. There were situations like in Ohio where, I mean, you're just trying to win the game. And Coach, he's he knows what Tommy can do. He's probably more confident because, you know, Garrett's new. So, again, um, it's hard for me to come out and say, I mean, could be the playbook. It could, there could be a lot of things. But I think it's just basically being comfortable. And Tommy's been here for, what, four years, five years? So, um, well, I think I want to say five. Just, I think it comes down to a comfortability factor at this point and just a a knowing somebody a little bit more or a little bit better. That's pretty much it. So it's the offense too, right? It's the guys around him. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's what I'm saying. It's not just coming down to one person. Right. Uh, Zach on Facebook. Got to get Zach. You got to get back to uh, top fan status there, buddy. Um, This was the hardest blowout I've ever watched. Dino's <laughs> is that not true? I mean, I feel like that's so true. Dino's tenure lasting past this year is not looking good. Rumor around the board is Marone has expressed interest in coming back. Take it with a grain of salt. I like Dino, but to be that sloppy is inexcusable. So yeah, it was tough to watch, and it's because of that. It's because of that the penalties and things like that. And obviously. Um, most of that falls on the coaches, but you know, the players know what not to do. And I guess it comes down to situational awareness on a lot of that stuff and totally unnecessary against a team that you can totally dominate just physically. So Mm. I guess that that's what was frustrating about it. Yeah. Well, and we had that conversation too, right? Where, um, you know, there's fans that are talking about Doug Marone and talking about oh, Dino's on the hot seat and everything like that, you know. Um, Still too early, in my opinion, for, for that talk. But I see it, you know. Oh, 100%. I see 100%, it all over social it, media. That doesn't Social media is not real life, though. So for those of you who uh, haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, but, you know, we talked about that the other day, right, when we were – we were talking about um, Doug Marone and everything, and I just said, you know, there's a lot of people that just they think that this program really hasn't grown that much. But I mean, you saw the the thing that came up on the screen about uh, Dino's record so far, right? Forty-four, Which, forty-four, was forty-four, and four. Yeah, forty-four and forty-four. Yeah. Um, and maybe you know, maybe it's the years. I don't know, and we can't. We will never know. But you know, you got fans calling for Doug Marone, wanting Doug Marone back, and all this other stuff when. What was his um, record, Joe? I believe it was 25 and 25 uh, after four I years. I thought for sure you'd had that. Um, you keep going. So um, it's just one of those things where, 
I mean, the Robinson era and everything was it was so bad back then that Doug Marone going, you know, 25 and 25 and going to two bowl games, you know. Yep, you're kinda right. At, you nailed it. 25 and 25. Kind of at kind of at six. What were they? Six and six, seven and five. Like uh, um, never four and eight, eight and five, five and seven, eight and five. Does that sound right? That's what this says. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, um, yeah. I mean, and, and what did he do after his four years? He only got hired as a head coach at the right. Buffalo Bills. Right. For going 25 and 25 for four and years. And then Jacksonville, right? right? And he went to Jacksonville. And then he went to Jacksonville. And now I believe he's a coach at Alabama. But at the end of the day, I mean, we were in such desperate measures that Doug Marone came in and went 25 and 25 and got this little two-star Ryan Nassib from Pennsylvania. <laughs> and Alec Lemon became and Marcus Sales became like some of the better receivers. Alec Lemon, he he broke records at Syracuse yeah, for receiving right. records. Yeah. And he went 25 and 25. And I think that was in the Big East. So it's a situation. It's definitely, he was definitely in the Big East. I'm sorry. It was, 100%. Yeah. Because so, um, and he got a job as a head coach in the NFL. Now here we are with Dino, five five years and what two three games, and he's five hundred, and people are calling for his head. So um, again, this is kind of what happens. I mean, kind of when Pascaloni got ran out, right? I mean, you got to give somebody a little bit of time, other than three or four years, to be able to to get um, something going and get a culture going. And uh, you know, we are better off now. I mean, you're talking about. 500 in the ACC versus 500 in the Big East, so um, I think that we're we're better off now than what we were, just as good off now as where we were, or if not better, when Doug Marone uh, went to the NFL. And it's just it's sad that you know you look at it and it's two it's the same thing, but they're judged at two different scales because of you know just a little taste of some some bowl games or a, a ten and one ten and three season. So. Well, now he's 45 and 44. Oh, yeah, now he's over five. Yeah, so, <laughs> so for what it's worth, uh, all right. One, and I know some fans are going to be like, "Oh, well, let's see where he is at the end of the year, right?" Well, I mean, that's fair. That's fair, because I mean, I'm worried about it myself, I guess. So, uh, let's see. Let's see. Okay, speaking of speaking of, uh, Anthony on Facebook, Dino should be let go in December if this program can't recruit a P5 level with the rest of the ACC, then get used to four and eight until 2032. Uh, not happy, Anthony, not happy with the production Dino's putting out. But look, I have given Coach Babers the benefit of the doubt, I like him a lot, I think, um, culturally. He has been an excellent for this program. I just wonder, some of me wonders if he's, I mean, and this is, this is just outside looking in. If he's a little bit, um, how do I say? I don't want to say lenient. I don't know. But maybe he's a, li- he's a little bit, um, maybe he needs to yell more. Maybe he needs to be a little bit tougher, a little bit hard-nosed. And just don't, he doesn't come across like that to me. And I think that maybe he should be. And I think he should definitely show it more. And he started to a little bit. You know, obviously, we've seen his frustrations in the, in the loss, especially to Rutgers. I mean, he was not happy. And um, no, with, no. With, with that said, I want to see a meaner, more tough Dino Babers instead of, <sighs> instead of the father figure um, that's kind of seems like he's, you know, going around patting everybody on the head. I mean, 
That's tough, dude. I I know. Well, I, that's the thing I know. There's I a fine do. line. There's a fine line between being both of those now. Well, I mean, and I I guess my thing is is that I wonder if <clears throat> you know the older coaches or the more you know. I mean, he comes from a military family, so I'm sure he's no nonsense. Yeah. Um, and then you see some nonsense, and you're like, what's what's going on? Exactly. And um, you wonder sometimes if it's just the state of you know the athletes nowadays are they fragile are they too freaking fragile like come on man Look, like I, I i mean i saw a quote i saw a quote the other day from nick saban talking about you know you see these high school players you know transferring three four high schools in in their high school he's like i don't want them they can't they can't come over they can't with with come adversity he's like i want guys that are going to come in and with come adversity you know overcome adversity you go to alabama you know, you might not start right from the get-go because you're going against the best of the best. And there's, are you going to transfer or are you going to come in and develop in two or three years? And, you know, for Nick Saban, he can say that and he can follow through and he can do that because he puts national championships on the board, on the table, on the plate um, for Alabama. Uh, it's Sometimes it's tough to be able to come off like that at Syracuse and you can't even guarantee a bowl season. So... Um, you wonder sometimes how coaches like that um, are trans. I don't know. It, it, transforming it, the way they coach a little bit to be able to listen. Maybe, okay. Um, you know what I'm saying? I, I do mean, understand what you're saying, <clears throat> but just through time, coaches were the people who. They help parent away from home. You get yelled at by your coach. You either getting yelled at by your parents or your coach growing up. No, yeah. And and it and maybe you maybe you got a little butt hurt, but wasn't that motive? Didn't that used to be motivation for kids? Wasn't no, it's, it, it's, it's challenging them, right? Like yes. That's what you're supposed to, yeah. Yes, right? I mean, you, you want to challenge them to get better, to do better, to learn. Yes, hundred yes, percent. And I mean, you don't got to be a jerk about it, obviously. But but as <laughs> right. these kids get older, they need to feel it, they need to hear it, and they need to accept it. Because uh, no, your coach but... isn't going to lie to you. Um, he's going to tell you the, the truth, whether it hurts your feelings or not. And it's supposed to make you better. And I'm not even talking to, we're, we're on a totally different subject. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that this is what's happening, but at the end of the day, the, no, who these, cares? These, who these, goes go with it. Yeah. The kids are, 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 are coddled through, uh, high school now so much that things they don't, they're almost out of reality and there's not a lot of accountability sometimes. So it comes down to personality at the end of the day, um, instead of being taught, it's either in you or it's not. And that, no, now you can go to college and if you don't like your situation, you can, you can go portal and that, right. Yeah. Oh, pick right. a pack up so your whole, toys and go home. The whole system is set up for them to be able to just do this. Yes. Because they're yes. fight through adversity because right. they're, they're brought up through high school. Some of them, I'm just saying this happens that to think that they, their shit doesn't stink. Mm. And, and that they, if that's done on purpose. <laughs> do, do what? Wonder if it's done so I wonder purpose. if that's done on purpose. It could be, but anyways, my point is, I want to see, I want to see a tougher Dino Babers out there, and I hope, yep. I hope we can clean up the penalties. Look, that stuff starts in practice. And I remember when we used to, when we used to do that crap, like you ran, you're like, jeez, I'm a crow, I don't want to run. Yep. That's the worst. Yep. That's the mm-hmm. worst. Make them run. I don't know what else yep. to say about it. My dad Punish saw him. my my co- yeah, my dad saw my coach grab my face mask. And for the next time I saw him, he didn't 
what he asked me what I did wrong. Yeah, exactly. Right? So, yeah, yeah. What'd you do. That's what my mom would say when she saw me running. What were, you, what were you running for? I was well, I was I'm 30 seconds late, or you know, yeah. whatever. You ran. That's what you did, and it sucked, and you dealt with it. And your coach loved you no matter what. At the end of the day, and anyway. And then, then maybe you weren't late next time. Well, I lived right across the street, too, so there's no excuse for it. God, you really had no excuses. Seriously, seriously. Hopefully you learned. I did learn. I'm not late to anything anymore. See how that works? That's the freaking truth, too. I'm never late to anything anymore. All right? There you go. That's what happens. All right, look, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate all of you so much. Thanks for coming in. Help spread the word. Tell them. Tell your friends. For Joe, (laughs) I'm Sean. We're out of here. Peace.